sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Andy, Brandon, and producer Mickey back with you here on this Thursday, KTGR and KTGR.com. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll go through some Mizzou, Florida over-unders as we preview the big game this weekend. Senior day at Faroe Field. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. And at 525, we want you to get your texts in for Play Fate Eliminate. You can text in at 573-875-KTGR with your fantasy football questions. Who you want to play? who you want to fade in, who you want to eliminate. And then at 545, we'll get into a little bit of a Mizzou basketball preview as the Missouri Basketball Tigers head north to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers in a power conference affair as the Tigers, the last time they had a big game against Memphis, didn't go particularly well. We'll see if the Tigers can bounce back tonight. We'll talk about it at 545. Once again, 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. Before we do all that, though, we got to do this because it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the top five at five on the big show. Number one. If you want to trade away for curtain number one, you can have curtain one. Well, it's going to be an interesting game tonight for Mizzou men's basketball. They're at Minnesota. It's their first road game of the season. They're 2-1 to start at home so far. Connor Vanover could play. I, I would like to see him play at the very least. Uh, Dennis Gates didn't say whether or not uh, he would, just that he's practicing and he's uh, keeping uh, in fit uh, and making sure that he's available for when they will need him. And I think they could need him in this game. Minnesota does have some size. So you have to be uh, ready to combat that a little bit. wonder how the Tigers will respond on the road as well. Sometimes you don't see the ball go into the basket as well on the road. They might go into a similar drought like they did against Memphis, but can they weather that storm a little bit better? We'll have to see. Tips off at 8 o'clock, pregame at 7.30 right here on KTGR. Number two. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Well, it seems to be uh, an interesting matchup between the Chiefs and Eagles, right? Uh, Super Bowl rematch doesn't get any better than that on Monday night, and it's very nice to see that the Chiefs injury report was pretty clean today. Everybody practiced in full. All the injury concerns that you may have had going into the bye week, well, they seem to be quelled pretty much because Justin Watson practiced in full, so did Drew Tranquil, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jerick McKinnon, everybody else uh, on the active roster practiced in full for the Chiefs' first practice before they take on the Eagles this Monday night. Number three. There's Guess what? The NCAA did the wrong thing again. They denied the waiver for James Madison as well as Jacksonville State and Tarleton State, uh, their football programs, trying to be eligible for the postseason this year despite the fact that they're in the transition period uh, getting into FBS. James Madison absolutely deserves this, uh, and the other schools do too, but it's particularly tough for James Madison in the fact that they have a season where they could be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl but it's possible that they won't get to play in a bowl game at all this year. Be better, NCAA. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. And be better, Major League Baseball. Be better, A's in general. Uh, the owners approved the A's move to Las Vegas today. They do have to play in Oakland one more year uh, next season. But uh, Major League Baseball, look, they've stuck the knife even further into A's fans today. And the owner himself, John Fisher, is really the mastermind behind it all. And honestly, I just hope that team gets blasted to oblivion in the next few years. Number five. 
What did the five fingers say to the face? Stop! Carissa Thompson, please don't admit that you make up sideline reports. That's the Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us uh, here on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something for her own good. She probably shouldn't have done that, admitted it. I mean, she shouldn't have done it in the good, first place. And really the profession's own good. Like, again. Yeah, it's just, just not a great look. No. So, I mean, uh, I sure hope that he uh, or that she uh, addresses it today. Um, but it, I honestly don't care if she addresses it because she already did. Like, what are you going to say? You know what I'm saying? That When you say something like that, it's like, oh, well, are you making this up right now? Like, yeah. how do you, you, you lose a lot of trust with a person with yeah. that. And, again, a lot of people might hear it and say, no big deal. But I think that's kind of a slap in the face to a lot of uh, a lot of the people in the profession that are trying to make their way. That's all. Yeah. No, you're right. And so we'll, we'll see uh, whether she does or not. But uh, either way, we know that Mizzou, Florida, uh, that Mizzou could have a – Big-time game in this one. Try to send out the seniors the right way in their final regular season game, most likely. And a chance to just get one step closer to a New Year's Six Bowl themselves, if they can get get to that point. Uh, give us your over-unders for Mizzou, Florida, 875-KTGR, uh, if you want to weigh in on on some of those. Now, James texted in. Uh, there's only one place to start, I think, with this. And it's okay. Cody, and it's Cody Schrager. I mean, I think on. that's probably. I, mean, I think that's probably right. Yeah. I don't care where you put the over under. I'm hammering the over. Don't don't care. Hammer. <sighs> and again, it's. I don't think that's necessarily just a homer take no. because you look at this matchup. Again, we think that Eli Drinkwitz is going to have this team ready to go for any opportunity. Why stop now? That's been the mantra. Something to prove. That's been the mantra. Yes. You've proven some things to a lot of people that probably didn't think you could do this at the beginning of the year. You're up to number nine in the CFP. That's great. But I agree with the take that Chris Kwasinski had, which is that that's not really going to change the mindset of this team. That's not the way that they are built. So I think they're going to come in ready to face the Florida Gators and have a fight on their hands. Look, Mizzou's favored by 11 in this game. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And I think they're going to know that. And that means given everything you got. And what they've got is a great running game. And what Florida's got is a very generous, friendly run defense <laughs> with the way things have gone so far this year. Come so right in. Does yeah. it surprise you, Andy, that we're looking at 114 and a half rushing yards at unnamedsportsbook.com for does Cody Schrader? not surprise me one And bit. I'm still taking it. <laughs> right? Still, taking still the going order. over? I'm that's going over, too. Andy, that's a number that's gone up, up, and up at this same unnamed sports book over the last few weeks, I checked it during the Georgia game. It was in the sixties. I said, that's over. That's, I mean, yeah. people are going to find out about Cody Schrader. They found out he had a great game against Georgia. Mizzou didn't win the game, but he played great. Then you have the Tennessee game where you say, well, that run defense is pretty good. Well, they bumped up the number to 91 and clearly that was not enough either. They're trying again. They're going to bump it up by another 25 yards. And I think once again, they're going to have a hard time keeping Cody Schrader under that total. Unless something happens, he gets injured, you know, something fluky. He's going to crush this number. Florida gives up, on average, 172 rushing yards per game. You know who else does that? LSU. Yeah, that's the level of run defense that we're talking about here. So I think Cody Schrader's in for a smash day on senior day. Maybe if he gets close to that all-purpose record this time, he lets Eli Drinkwitz keep him in the game. We'll see. Uh, you know, you, he's the kind of guy that will want his teammates yeah. to get a chance to shine as well. That's the beauty of Cody I mean, Schrader. Drink, 
<laughs> and he kind of said that uh, at the time, like, yeah, I want to get Cody the record, but I also want to run up the score against Tennessee, right? He's like, dude, I was uh, trying to score another right, touchdown. Yeah. That's why we're throwing it Will deep. there be enough motivation to do that against Florida, you think, maybe, he doesn't maybe hate, not? He doesn't yeah. hate Heupel the way he, no. he doesn't hate Billy Napier the way he hates Heupel. Nah, think, Napier's so. his guy. Like, he's the, yeah. the same Sunbelt sort of roots, you know? Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be quite the same level of disdain. But it's clear those two ten- – Tennessee coach, Mizzou coach, maybe again. And I mean, Josh Heupel did that, right? Yeah. You saw it in the the yeah. mini movie the, last year. We've talked about the timeout that he called to run the score up extra. You know, he got his just desserts in that one. But again, <laughs> Drink was ready to give Cody the ball five, six more times on the oh, on the last man. drive. I would imagine uh, no, Cody's going to have a big day. That would be my expectation. Um, I I'm very excited to see what they come up with. I'm ready, man. I'm sure Cody Schrader's ready, too. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here on the show. Old Jay is here on the KTGR hotline for over-unders. Old Jay, what you got? Okay. So I've got a bunch. Are we ready? Okay. <laughs> How may I take your order? <laughs> how, how we, yes, go ahead. Here we go. 30, 34 and a half points for Mizzou. Okay, all right. 349 yards for Cook. That Whoa. is combined uh, rushing. Cook combined. Uh, still pretty lofty. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Six and a half different receivers for Mizzou. Okay, all right. hundred. I'm saying 149 and a half total <laughs> yards for Cody Schrader. All right. Okay. Yeah. Two and a half times for during the Chiefs game, we're going shut the hell up about Taylor Swift. Oh, I can tell you what, zero. Yeah, I don't care. Well, but keep going. Nine <laughs> and a half, yeah, for tomorrow. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man, hammer the over. Thank you. I think, uh, appreciate yeah, the call. He does it on purpose now. Big sh- yeah, I mean. I he does it on. <laughs> the Yaz. What's the number? 20 and a half. What's the number? 20 and a half. Hammer the He'll over. Clear it. Yeah, He'll yeah clear dude, it. he sets his own line. Of course yeah. he knows it's going to go over. He gets to pick the number. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we want to answer 34 and a half points yet because that'll be a score prediction sure. thing, Andy. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I think Mizzou, they moved the ball well, but I am going to decline to answer that one for now. Stay tuned till tomorrow's show. We'll give our scores as we do every Friday. Uh, but then we'll go to three, uh, 349, and I'll add a half. 349 and a half on Brady Cook total yards. Last week, I think he set it a little lower than this number, but Brady smashed it by uh, running for 55 and, and passing for a decent clip as well. So he had 330 combined uh, last week for, for Cook and Schrader. Or for Cook, uh, or are you talking about Rushing Schrader? In, no, we're talking about Brady Cook. Uh, Brady Cook, yeah, that was 330. Yep. Or yes. 320. 330. I'm trying to go back and forth on the math. You're the one but, talking. I'm not. I take the lead. You got it. No, no, I got it. I, I said both numbers, so I'm not wrong. Uh, all right. There you go. Um, <laughs> Good grief. Um, no, I think this is a game where he's maybe under because again, yeah. the, look, I think I think you feature Schrader a little bit, and which you, they did last time, and right. he still cleared the three hundred. That was set. But. Right. And if, but if it keeps working for Schrader, you keep going back to it. And, you know, it's not to say that Cook can't air the ball out a few times and and, and take advantage. <laughs> Cody had 35 carries in that. 35 that carries? I don't, I don't think I had actually looked at that number no, until just is, now to see, yeah. to see that that's, that's what it was. That's a Tyler Beatty workload. You know? Oh, that's a, 
you, listen, you're going to get, you're going to, honestly, a good over under question is like 25 and a half or 24 and a half carries. You taking the over on that? Oh. That's a big yeah, number, Andy. That is a big number. And I'm going to go. It assumes over. the sale on Mizzou being successful and main. Because what they did against Tennessee was they dominated time of possession, they dominated the long extended drives. Chris Kwasinski talked about it, where they had a long drive that it wasn't like it resulted in points even, but you, you eat up time and clock that way. And that keeps your defense fresh for when you need them. So I, I think I'd probably take slightly over on 24 and a half as well. But yeah, that could have an implication on Brady Cook yards. The one thing I would say is if Florida lets, because I, I feel like clearly Kirby Moore and Eli Drinkwitz knew something within that Tennessee defense that, hey, they're not going to pay enough attention to the running back leaking out of the backfield because they went to it from the very first play and they kept going to it, Cody Schrader in the passing game. So that would contribute to Brady Cook having a big day if those dump-offs and the, the yards after catch, I mean, Cody Schrader does all the work there. Yeah. Um, but generally, I'm going to probably take under 350. That's a lofty total. He can Again, he can throw for a bunch of yards and still not get that if all the runs go through Cody in this game. I don't know if if Florida's defense is going to force Brady to get creative with his legs as often as he did. A lot of Brady's rushing yards in the Tennessee game came because he was under duress and he just found a freaking way to get the first down. So I'm, I'm going to say it's a little bit under 350 for a combined uh, Brady Cook total yards. 875-KTGR, you can call or text us uh, with your thoughts on uh, Mizzou football over-unders for their game against Florida. And, and, like, the other thing to keep in mind is that Cook last week, he put up those numbers, and they were they were a little bit over uh, the total that, that old Jay had given us last week. This is a little bit higher to get to, and – Mizzou held the ball for 40 minutes in that game. I don't think they – look, their offense can be just as effective. They can get to over 500 yards of offense without having to hold the ball as much as they did in that last game against Tennessee because Tennessee just goes ultra fast, like, right? So they don't, they don't care about time of possession. Right, so, so but like, I think you want to you want to dominate time of possession. But again, you may not need to do it to that to that degree. degree. Like you'll you'll still probably get 35 minutes or so, and that's fine. Like. If you if if you play well, like again, I don't want to assume the sale on this game. You talk about the things that Florida could do well. This could be kind of that shootout. If it like if we're going to paint the picture for it to go scary for Mizzou and Mizzou fans, it's that Florida just keeps piling on the points. Okay. And can you score with them? We know that Missouri can. I, I think it's going to be largely on the ground that they're going to try. It's going to be just like uh, we talked about what Georgia did against Mizzou. Is we said their defense is going to ask you, can you run the ball on us? And if uh, if you can't, you're going to have to go to the pass. I think Mizzou, though, is going to be able to run the ball a little bit on Florida, and they're going to pick their shots to try and go deep. And that's going to be where Brady gets some of his yards, but I think it's going to be a little bit tough. But thinking of how much they're going to feature the run game, what do you think of Old Jay's question of six-and-a-half pass catchers that, that catch a ball from Brady Cook? So that, that number went over last week. They had seven last week. Are there depends. any seniors that are going to catch a ball that haven't been that involved? That would be my question, especially if it's a healthy win and they get some guys on the field. I don't know who that would be yeah. off the top of my head, but that would that would be either. the reason I would go over if there were some other guys that get in the mix and aren't normally featured. You know, I mean the the one moment that we have seen from Nate Pete that was a positive moment was a big pet was a big pass play. So maybe that. You know, I think Nate Pete. That was the, one of the guys I was wondering about. Like he did not catch a pass in the last game. He got a couple of snaps, obviously at, at the end when Cody said, "You know, let let somebody right. else have a turn." Yeah. Um, but I think he'll catch a pass in this game. Yeah. So that contributes to me saying over. 
because Brady does spread it around. I mean, Cody was the leading receiver. It was another game where it's like Luther Burden doesn't get overly involved. And I got to tell you, I was so glad to see him have that touchdown play because it showed us that he's good, right? Like to me, it showed, yeah, he's maybe limited in some capacity, but he can turn it on when he needs to turn it on from a health perspective with that ankle. And that was great to see. But you just didn't have the necessity to, to throw it a bunch. 18 completions is all you had. So to think that, you know, you're going to find eight different receivers uh, or seven different receivers on 18 completions is kind of crazy. But I would imagine that they clear this six and a half number again because I would probably take over 18 completions as well. Like, yes, they'll feature Cody Schrader. It, it can't possibly be any more than they just featured him for 35 carries. So I, I think yeah. they'll get they'll throw the ball around a little bit, too. They might, uh, and look, they might try to get it to Tyler Stevens also. Um, I mean, it, the, the tight end position has been kind of held down by Brett Norfleet and Jordan Harris so far, and, and rightfully so. It, they've just been playing better. But late in the game, if you can get Tyler Stevens, uh, more of a experienced guy involved in the passing game, I think you can give him a shot too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over yeah, six and a half I for that over. reason. Yeah. yeah and, and look, Mookie Cooper is going to be involved, Theo Weiss, uh, Mackay Miller, all the, the, the usual suspects. Guys. Like, they'll yeah. all be there. I think uh, I think it could be a good day for them. Uh, James texting in, Florida could stack the box and Burden could go off. Um, that's true. I think Burden catches a, a deep one. Yeah. 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 I think he I think he might somebody torch him does. for one. I think somebody does, at the very least. Whether it's him, Marquise Johnson, one of them. I think book it. Because, yes, yeah. they will. I, they have to see what Cody just did and yeah. be like, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, we got to push some guys forward. Uh, who cares? Yeah. You can throw it over the top if you want, but, you know. We'll just we'll set up on the – and Mizzou wants that. Kirby Moore is yeah. licking his chops. Oh, yeah. You, you give me those one-on-ones with the OEs, with Luther Burden, with Marquise Johnson when we get into three wide sets, like, yeah, it's going to be – there's yeah. going to be opportunities to, to take him along. Uh, 149 and a half yards for Cody in, in total. What would All you purpose. do there? Cause we yeah, I mean, we said over on 114 rushing yards, so I would think he catches a couple of passes. Um, I'm inclined to say over, but, I, I mean, that one's not a yeah. guarantee if he's not as involved as a receiver because Florida's going to say, hey, keep keep somebody on that guy when you're dropping back to pass because he might, he might torture and it wasn't, you. Don't. You know, it wasn't really something we had seen from Cody. I, I'm just thinking anecdotally. We hadn't really seen that from him all this year as far as receiving yards. Like, uh, I suppose there had been an uptick the last few games or so. Like, at, against Georgia, he had three catches for 14. And then and sometimes you have to do that against a great defense, right? right? Because yeah. you got to find ways to to just get the ball out quick or to, to go to that safety valve. I feel yeah. like it wasn't that against – I thought it was the matchup against Tennessee. He I had, didn't go back and look at what they've done all season. Right. But he, clearly, they, he was wide open they on some saw, of They saw something again that we can use the running back in the passing I game. I think so. Yeah, in no other games this year did Cody Schrader have more than 15 receiving yards in a single game. So, like, it was very much out of the norm. Right. Um, so, I would think he probably needs to get – Most of it on the ground. Almost 99% of it on the ground. Yeah. Um, but I think he can. <laughs> I, I also, think he can. Here's the thing. Here's the here's the reality. If I thought it was under, I would never tell you. I would oh, Carissa man. Thompson this and no. be like, "Oh, it's over." Because <laughs> again, are we really going to doubt Cody Schrader anymore? No. Life is too short no. to be doubting this guy. That's been my thing like all year. Again, I know it's popular now to love on Cody Schrader. I was, I'm not gonna say I was here first because when he was at Truman State, I wasn't here. Yeah. I didn't know. 
but but as soon as I could, I was like, guys, Cody Schrader, I love this kid, and he just keeps he just keeps going every week. So yeah, I'm gonna say over because it's again he's averaging you know five and a half six yards a carry. He he always falls forward. That was the thing I loved about him last year is it didn't seem like he took very many negative plays, and now it's just like he's he's adding explosive plays to the repertoire, and it's just been really fun to watch. Eight seven five KTGR if you want to call or text us up. Old Jay texted us with another one. <laughs> okay, he's kind of, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like, we're going to cut him off a little oh, bit. Yeah, I mean, this is your Unless last one, Unless it's really good. Yeah. Last one. Okay. I don't even want to talk about the Taylor Swift one, right, so what do you right, got? Yeah, over or under one and a half pass plays of 20-plus yards in the air. So you're yeah, talking o- about air over. yards for it, Brady Cook. Yeah, I think they'll get a couple of those deep for the reason we talked about right, with the boxes yeah, I think so being too. stacked as you can stack them, but it's going to oscillate back and forth because they're going to they're going to get burned deep and then they're going to go, "Oh, we got to worry about the deep ball." And then they're going to, you know, Cody's going to go 6 yards, 7 yards, 8 yards and churn through and then they're going to say, "Ah, how do we stop the run?" Missouri should put up points in this game. Uh I really hope that they do. If not, it's just I can't again, I hate to get overly confident because you need to recognize the talents on the other side. But it's it's just one of those things where we have seen the progression of the offense each and every week to where it, it does feel like why stop now should be the mantra, and they should oh, have yeah. a way to exploit this defense. And, look, they've done a great job of doing so to, to, to playing to their opponent, like playing to the matchups. And like Bill Connolly joined us earlier this week. You can catch that conversation at KTGR.com or on the KTGR app if you missed it. But – Talked about like just the fact that Mizzou on offense, when something works, they don't stop doing it. Like they just keep going back to the well when it. Keeps it's refreshing, providing. isn't it? Like, right. Yeah. Like you should do it that way. Keep it. Like That's if exactly the run game works, keep running. If the pass game's working today, keep passing. Like until it stops, yeah. and then you adjust. But they, I mean, against Tennessee, man, they never did really have to adjust. They just everything yeah. they tried was successful. It was fun. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Don't assume it's going to happen again that well, way. Yeah, but like you got to start fast again. You got you got to assert all that. dominance early. Um, don't don't let Florida hang around for a quarter and a half or anything like that. Um, but but yeah, you you uh, you see the possibilities with a game like this for Mizzou. All right, text in your over unders. Keep uh, keep them flowing at eight seven five KTGR as we continue to preview Mizzou and Florida this week. What's ah! what? what? Well, over under, I just now seen this. They put it out like five hours ago, oh. but over under 0.5 block M helmets this week, baby. Let's go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're go. going over. They're going right. They're going right back to the well. It looks like the all black with the, the block M and the, the, the black helmets again. That's, well, again, makes I'm pretty sense. sure this is real from five hours ago. Afterwards, I just, the, the seniors go and they take a rock, you know, yeah. open the rock M. Got to win the game, baby. Yeah. Got to win, win the, the game. game. Win the game first. But uh, but yeah, that's the look. It's, uh, it's so good to have. It's basically, I, I think, it's identical to what they wore last week against yeah. Tennessee, and I don't see any reason to change that because no. it worked. Why not? <laughs> uh, big, oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> big shows on eight seven five KTGR. If you want to call or text us, uh, and we'll keep going through uh, over unders for uh, Mizzou and Florida, and then uh, up next, we'll get you ready for uh, fantasy football as well as we do play fade eliminate. Get you ready for the Thursday night game tonight between the Bengals and Ravens, and then the other big matchups this weekend that will affect your fantasy matchups. It's all next year on the Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. 
Over-unders for Mizzou, Florida. You can text them to us at 875-KTGR as we continue to preview the Tigers and Gators for the final home game of the regular season for Mizzou football. Let's get to a call around the line here has been holding. Let's go to Henry here on the KTGR hotline to talk some Mizzou with us. Henry, what's up? Oh, hey, I was just, as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to give out a shout to the uh, offensive line. I I think uh, they've been doing a great job. Um, I must admit, I didn't really see this one coming, but, uh, I mean, the SEC Network and others have shown what uh, great blocking schemes and what they've been doing. And also, uh, the uh, tight ends have been blocking fantastic, too, so... Just wanted to give them a shout-out. Oh, absolutely. Bye. Yeah, appreciate Bye. it, Henry, here on the Big Show KTGR. Uh, yes, the unsung heroes of this offensive explosion we've seen. Yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't happen that Cody Schrader racks up all those rushing yards without the push that those guys were giving him up front, and that has been maybe one of the biggest differences between the performance of the team last year to this year is just the strides that they've made in that area. I mean, all across the front, all five guys have really stepped up. Uh, Derek texted in 875-KTGR. It would be nice to see a few plays with Schrader and Pete in the backfield at the same time. Sure. I mean, to maybe give Nate Pete more of a chance, do you think? Use Cody, uh, you know, as a decoy at times and allow Pete some of those chances. Who knows? There could be spots for it. I think you could do, if you were running like an option kind of play, a little bit of trickery, that would be great, you know, a better a better thing. A lot of times you don't need two guys back there, but for those types of plays, I could I could see something like that oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what Kirby Moore cooks up and what Brady Cook cooks up, of course. 875-KTGR, keep texting in your uh, uh, over-unders for Mizzou football. But for those wanting the fantasy advice, this is the time for you. It's time to play Fade. Or eliminate. We're back, and it's week eleven, so it's kind of getting close to playoff time, right? Most a areas, closer. yeah, a little yeah, bit a little closer. closer. You got some weeks to go, but this is the push to get in yeah. the playoffs. If you're like five and five right now. You got to go pedal to the metal a little bit. Make sure you're in. All right. And if you're worse than that, you really got to get going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> some of my teams are, you, are, 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 are you describing a few of your teams there? Well, hey, I think actually in our league, one of our leagues, Andy, the league where we traded this week, I'm four and six. But thanks to you, I'm actually technically in a playoff spot oh, right we're now. Both so four I'm hoping and six. to six. I think you've got the tiebreak. So I've got the tiebreaker on more total points. So I'm looking to, to kind of hold on to that, I would, yeah. I would think. We'll see how that goes. But I'm not too optimistic. All right. Play fade, eliminate. Uh, 875-KTGR, you can call or text us with your fantasy football questions. Tell us who uh, who you're trying to decide between in your fantasy football lineups. And wouldn't you know it, David texted in. <laughs> I would know it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's got one for both a running back and a wide receiver, so he's got two different ones. All right, for okay. running back, play fade eliminates between Javante Williams, James Cook, and Gus Edwards. You're playing Javante Williams every week at this point. Um, he's got the Vikings uh, Sunday night football this week. I'll get to see Josh Dobbs in that game. That'll be a lot of fun for me, Andy, uh, for no reason in particular. Oh, but Jav- Javante Williams is a guy that I'm definitely playing. Who are the other two there? James Cook and Gus Edwards. Yeah, uh, Gus Edwards is a fade for me because John Harbaugh is saying they're going to give Keaton Mitchell the ball more tonight. We'll see if that actually happens. 
but I don't ever want to back the Ravens running back room because it's like they've used four different dudes every week, and it's hard to tell. Maybe Keaton Mitchell will be one worth backing in the, the weeks to come if he does get that increased opportunity because I think he's good. But I don't care about Gus Edwards at all. Um, James Cook plays the Jets. You know, some of those games have been lower scoring. He's gotten benched at times for fumbling. And so, like, it's a little bit riskier, I think, to play him, even though there's upside. Of the three, I'm definitely playing Javante Williams. I'll fade James Cook just for the risk that he would see the bench for longer than he should. Eliminate Gus Edwards. I'm actually watch the game tonight and see what happens. But if he ends up losing some work to Keaton Mitchell, I don't really think I'd be using Gus Edwards anymore this season. Man. And he, he has every I don't know. He, and he has every opportunity to take command of that backfield with all the injuries that they've had, and I'm sure he's uh, dealt with some too. But yeah, come on, you, you have it all right in front of you. With that. yeah, he's he's kind of like Devon Achan, where he hasn't touched the ball a ton the last couple of weeks, but when he does, he's explosive. Yeah, so they'll they'll give him a look. All right, uh, let's go to David second. Then play fade eliminate four wide receivers. <laughs> he's getting turned into a regular. OJ I know. Yeah, with all I these know. Requests. Seriously, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, wide receivers play fan eliminate between these three: Amari Cooper, Zay Flowers, Devonte Smith. All right, Devonte Smith. We know obviously plays the Chiefs this week. That'll Monday be the Monday night, night game. Yep. Um, I did say it would be an AJ Brown game, but you can't really ever sit Devonte Smith. I mean, if you've got him, he's probably in your lineup. Zay Flowers has been up and down. I love the talent. Obviously, he plays tonight, so don't put him in your flex if he's playing. Put him in a wide receiver spot. Give yourself that roster flexibility later in the week. Um, I kind of think tonight's a low-scoring game, Andy. I I am not in love with the kind of tertiary options. Like, you play Lamar, you play Joe Burrow, you play Jamar Chase, you play um, certainly Joe Mixon. But, like, the the receivers for the Ravens, yeah, play Mark Andrews, but I just don't know if I'm too enthused by Zay Flowers. He's only the fade for me, though. This is maybe going to be a little controversial. I'm going to eliminate Amari Cooper for this week because with Deshaun Watson out for the season, they're not even going back to P.J. Walker, who I think could sustain Amari Cooper for fantasy. We don't know what we're going to get from Dorian Thompson-Robinson. His last game that he started was not good. I think he threw like three picks. So I don't know for sure that he's even going to be able to have a functional passing game. They may just run the ball a ton. Good Jerome Ford week. But I don't really think I want to mess with Amari Cooper. I'm, I, he's yeah. on my bench this week. I'm going to play Devontae Smith for sure. I'll fade Zay Flowers. Play him if you. I mean, if you have to. But I think Smith is just a better option. Eight seven five K T G R. Call or text us with your uh, fantasy football questions, and Brendan will answer them here during Play Fade Eliminate here on the Big Show K T G R and K T G R dot com. All right, let's go to tight ends now. Play Fade okay. Eliminate between these tight ends. Cole Komet. Pat Fryermuth. Tyler Conklin. Is Fryermuth in for this game? Because he's been out for kind of a while. Do yeah, they they are optimistic that they will be able to activate him from IR this week. All right, but so let's, let's assume he say, plays. Let's assume he plays. That's risky. Cole Komet plays the Lions. The Lions are kind of hit and miss with how their defense is going to play. They've given up some big point totals recently. Obviously, they won that Chargers game last weekend, but plenty of fantasy galore for... Uh, Los Angeles Chargers players. I think Cole Komet is about as reliable as it gets at tight end right now. Um, But granted, there is the QB change. They're going to go back to Justin Fields. I think he was a great safety blanket for Tyson Bajan. I don't know exactly how it'll go with Fields, but he was good with Fields earlier in the season. So I'm enthused to play him. 
um, and I think I'm happy to do so. The other name you gave was Friermuth. Who was the third one? Uh, Tyler Conklin. Yeah, Tyler Conklin for me is probably the the fade in this. He he doesn't ever really seem to get too many consistent opportunities week to week. Like he's done this over the course of his career, where he'll have a couple of big games and then he sort of disappears. But I honestly think I I, I eliminate him. I honestly still take a chance on Friermuth if he plays um, because Kenny Pickett could sure use him. But above all, it's Cole Komet. He's my play. My fade is merely Friermuth, but I want to see it first if I can. If I have an option like Komet, I'm going to play him instead. I'll eliminate Conklin. I just ah, I, I don't ever really buy into him, even when he has good stretches of play. All right. Don't play fade eliminate here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Let's go back to running backs here and go play fade eliminate between these three. Brian Robinson Jr., Ty Chandler. Devin Singletary. Do we know if uh, Damian Pierce is out? I don't think he he may have either, he either had a limited practice or he was yeah, out of practice. It, to, you it know, honestly doesn't matter. CJ Stroud is carrying the load for that team. Like I'm not playing Singletary. Okay. I'll eliminate him off the top. Who were your other names? Uh, Ty Chandler and Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah, Brian Robinson is like RB four on the season in fantasy football. I don't know if people realize that uh, he plays the giants this week yeah that's a pretty good smash for brian robinson jr um ty chandler's fine if you're in a pinch because he cannot be worse than the other running backs minnesota's been trotting out there and they're all getting hurt so yeah, i'd play ty chandler if i had to but he's my fade relative to a guy like brian robinson that's just been yeah. lights out and gets to play the, the new york giants well this and week. you know uh, he's on the commanders and you don't really see that every single week right because i mean Oh, I don't think people realize how good Brian Robinson has yeah. been unless you have him on a team. Exactly. Because he's he's he kind of has taken over this year as that lead back. Antonio Gibson still mixes in for them at times, but it's really largely been Brian Robinson's show, and he's kind of like that Cody Schrader. He'll just get better as the game goes along if you give him a lot of carries, and uh, he mixes in a little bit in the receiving game. Caught a touchdown last week to boost his fantasy profile. So, yeah, I think he's the, – the touches is what you chase at running back, and he gets a good 20 per week uh, of late. So I'm, I'm feeling good about that. All right, let's go back to wide receivers now. Play fade eliminate between these three. Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd. Oh, I'm going to eliminate Calvin Ridley as, as crazy Ow. as that sounds. Dude, he's been terrible. He's been awful. Plays the Titans. Plays the Titans, Titans, Titans at home. Every Titans game, it is at home, but every Titans game ends 16-13. to 13, So there's not necessarily <laughs> sure. going to be a ton of... Yeah. Look, the Jags can score. I'm, not, I'm just kind of being facetious. But for real, if they do, it's probably Christian Kirk. It's probably ETN. Um, probably not Zay Jones because he was injured for like a million years and then got arrested this week. So he's probably not playing. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just... Ridley, show me something, please. Because right now I'm eliminating you relative to the other two names that you said. Tyler Boyd plays tonight. You, you probably fire him up. And if you're looking for a desperation play tonight, Trent Irwin for the Bengals, I think, is a mm. fine guy because he might catch you a touchdown. There's no T. Higgins, and he's kind of stepped in and been able to produce when T. Higgins is out. So if you're really desperate, I don't think it's that crazy. But yeah, play Tyler Boyd because he still looks like he's got it. He's not over the hill by any means. Late 20s, I think, in age. Maybe he's turned 30. But at any rate, Tyler Boyd's a good play. The other guy you said, Andy, who was that? Because he was a good answer as well. Uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah, Godwin's always a guy that you could probably trust to play. Um, if I had to decide between Godwin and and uh, Tyler Boyd. I probably lean Boyd because of the matchup. Bucks are playing San Francisco. We know that that defense just absolutely shut down the Jags last week. 
but Godwin, you can do a lot worse than Chris Godwin. But I'm in, I'm in on Tyler Boyd tonight. Like, I'm going to probably put him in my okay. DFS lineups. All right. All right, let's finish out for now with quarterbacks. And, again, text in your fantasy football questions to us, 875-KTGR. And uh, Brendan will give you some help with your fantasy football lineup for the weekend. Quarterbacks. Play fatal Quarterback. Limited. Quarterback. Uh, who who said that? Who was it uh, again? It was it, oh, it was, uh, it was it was Ron Rivera. Ron wasn't it? Rivera, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because they were like the other teams in this division. You know what's the difference between you and the other teams in this NFC? Quarterback. Said, quarterback. Talking about Carson. <laughs> Wentz. Quarterback's not good enough. <laughs> All right, play uh, fan eliminate Carson Wentz. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's on the Rams now. He is on the Rams. Maybe he could play. All right, play fan eliminate Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson playing prime time against the Vikings. Vikings yeah. have played well, but you can still put up points against them. And Denver's won three in a row, so I don't hate that. And again, this feels like more of like a bye week. You got to you got to issue a quarterback. This is kind of the group you're talking about. Baker at San Francisco is a big fat no, thank you. I don't think you can play him. Um, I I'm gonna eliminate Baker for the matchup reason. I'm gonna play. Russ over Matt Stafford, but Stafford is supposed to come back uh, for the for the Rams. They play at home. They play Seattle. Seattle's given up some points. I don't hate the Stafford start if you have to. There's just not as much upside, I feel. I don't know. That's a real toss-up, Andy, because when I think about the Rams, they don't run in their touchdowns. You know every touchdown's cu- coming off the arm of Stafford for the most part. And uh, if you get Stafford, Cup, and Puka Nakua together, that might be okay. But I'll stay in the flames like Russell Wilson's playing pretty well. He's leading that team right now, so I'll go with Russ. A slight fade on Stafford, but I'd play him if I had to. All right, uh, again. Don't play Baker. Please don't don't play play Baker at San Francisco. Yeah, but, I mean, he did say, you know, Chris Godwin might be a good play uh, there, but uh, who knows. Chris Godwin is one of those names that you just feel stupid if he's on your team and you sit him because he's so darn consistent over the course of his career. Yeah, every time. Uh We'll get. We'll keep getting to some of your texts here. Eight seven five K T G R on the other side of this break, and we will also preview the game tonight between uh, Mizzou and Minnesota. Big men's hoops game uh, just north of us here. Uh, so we'll get to uh, coverage of that at seven thirty. But we'll give our thoughts before we head out here on the big show after this live local sports center. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. Play fade, eliminate. You can keep texting in your questions for fantasy football this weekend to us at 875-KTGR. And Brendan will still answer him. He'll text you back. I will text you back. In fact, I texted back Rob, who asked, Tyler Lockett, Tank Dell, Terry McLaurin, also mentioning DeAndre Swift as an option. I said I can't be unbiased when it comes to Tyler Lockett. He's my favorite player. Um, Watch the practice report, though, on Lockett. He did not practice yesterday. Haven't seen yet what the situation for him would be today. But if he plays, I have a hard time sitting Tyler Lockett. So that would probably be my play. Yeah. But I don't want to fade Tank Dell either, Andy. I mean, my goodness, he's been fantastic for your Texans. It's coming up in the big moments too, right? It's been you know, awesome. Yeah, touchdowns, yeah. The volume. I mean, it's been right. awesome. Real quick, who you got tonight? I mean, this is a big game in the AFC oh, North. Oh, yeah. I, I, listen, I got the Ravens. I, I'm going to – here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Bengals – because I kind of have to at this yeah. point after yeah. I kind of switched sides on that whole right. deal. I was on the right side to begin the season. Now I might have to ride this one out. I'm going to take the Bengals. I think if I'm talking fantasy, I'm make, I've am i got a team where I've got Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow in Dynasty. I think I'm going to start Lamar Jackson. 
maybe a little more rushing opportunity for so. him. Yeah. But That's I mean they're both they both should be fine, but you know, if you don't get the passing touchdowns with Burrow, it's not usually as luxurious. So I'll I'll take Lamar in this one. All right. Well, uh we'll see how it goes. It is a big game and so we'll be looking forward to that tonight. Also, we'll be looking forward to Mizzou Minnesota tonight with uh coverage starting at 7:30 here on KTGR as the Tigers uh Mizzou men's basketball looking to get their first road win of the season and Look, I, I think they have a good chance to do it because it's a team uh, in Minnesota that, you know, yeah, they're in a power conference, but I think right now they're not where they want to be uh, talent-wise. I think Mizzou might even have a, a slight edge, you know. Um, so I, I think if Mizzou handles their, their business enough, kind of like they did on the road last year, then I think they should win it, but it's it's never a guarantee, especially this early in the season. To me, it's all about what happens when they go on a run. How do you respond as Missouri? Who's the guy to get you that bucket to kind of stop yeah. the bleeding? Against Memphis, They remember, against Memphis, they started strong. Mizzou was up 29-15. And then once Memphis started their push, Mizzou, they never stopped it. I mean, they never found a way to calm down for even a moment over the next half of a game. And by the time they really settled in, it was too late. So... I expect that Memphis is a better team than Minnesota. I know the road environment could have something to do with it. I'm I'm not going to, not to like poo-poo a road environment, but I, it, this environment doesn't scare me as much as some others could for your very first road crowd. And maybe they show it and they end up going crazy there and it, it's sold out. I have no idea. Yeah, But I, I'm kind of anticipating that, like you had said, Minnesota basketball, maybe not quite where they want it to be just yet. I do think Mizzou has a talent advantage. But is it going to be one that can manifest on the road? Ah, my inclination is they can win the game, Andy. But again, it's it's about how you respond in the tough moments. I think we'll learn something about this Mizzou team tonight. Oh, we will. And, and here's the thing: I see it very similar to their first road game last year against Wichita State. You know, they went down there to Wichita, and you know they hung in the game. But then Wichita went on a late run that I think would sink a lot of teams. Like, they're up 10 with five minutes left. Right. Like, look, that's tough to come back from. But Mizzou kind of went, they, they slowed it down a little bit. They hit some big threes. I know they got to that's the free. That's the thing. Yeah, they, you got to. It all comes I back need to, to shoot scoring. yourself into the game a little bit. Yeah. But I know they also got to the free throw line at times, too. Tried to slow the game down a little bit. Creep their way back into the game that way. I don't know if they're built to do that if it happened, if the same to, thing to happens come back. tonight. Yeah, in that short of time, I'm not saying they can't come back, but in that short of time, I don't know if they could do that exact same thing. I would agree. Well, what they did against Wichita State last year was like, but very unlikely. forget how right. crazy yeah. that yeah, was. It was but wild. Went to overtime and everything. I would agree. Don't get don't get down by 10 with five to go. I, I would I no. would support that as a mantra for this contest. But yeah. don't get down. Don't go down 10 with 10 to go. You know, I don't know if you yeah, can come no, back from that either. Because again, I not to say I want to see Mizzou down ten at any point in the game, but I, if that should come to pass, I'm watching those next five minutes of like how do you respond to having something go wrong as a pretty new team, still learning to gel together, still learning how one another ticks in the context of this year's roster. You're adding in a completely new element as well tonight with Connor Vanover, assuming he plays, which he probably will. And that's kind of been the story, too, because you didn't have John Tanjay in the first game, so you're learning a little bit as you go. 
Um, they're still kind of getting settled in, but the schedule doesn't allow for that. So go out and be great. I mean, that's what you got to do tonight. Um, it's a winnable game, Andy. I think Mizzou's maybe favored by a point or two. Uh, what do you think? Who you got in this one? Well, I'll take Mizzou. Um, okay. But I don't think it's – I think it's close. I think it's a three-point game. Okay. 68-65. Lower scoring. Because I was going to ask about this. Last year's team, and even after week uh, week one, game one of the season against Pine Bluff, we kind of thought, hey, we're back to run and gun and playing that transition style. I think this team, not for sure, but I get the sense that they might want to be a little more clampy on defense. They want to clamp down a little bit compared to what happened last year. You take your transition opportunities when they come, and that'll still be a big part of what Mizzou does. But I could see it being a little bit more of a tight game here. Uh, Minnesota, if you're wondering has scored heavily against some of the bad teams they played, 92 against uh, LIU, and they scored 100 against Chicago State. It was a 75-53 win for Minnesota in their last game against North Dakota State. A little bit of a step up in competition there, perhaps. I think it is kind of a lower-scoring game. I'm going to take Dennis Gates and the Tigers, though. I think it's a it's a big foundational game for them to show, hey, we we may have kind of kind of wet the bed a little bit in that game against Memphis. We got blitz. We didn't see it coming. We've learned from it, and that that's what you can show tonight by winning this game. I'm going to say pretty close to you, Andy, but I'm going to go 71-66. They're going to close it out with some free throws late. All right. Well, we'll see uh, what happens there. Who did you say that Minnesota had played so far this year? L-I-U. Nope. Son of a – I almost said something I shouldn't have said there on the radio. <laughs> When you here's what here's something real quick because I know what happened I can get this done yeah when you Google Minnesota basketball yeah I assumed it would be the men's that would show up and it wasn't it was the women's score so the reality of it is Andy I have no freaking clue who Minnesota's played this year none I couldn't tell you one of their games because I could Google it ten different ways and they're still just giving me the women's scores but I know everything there is to know about the uh, the Golden uh, Gophers on yeah, the women's oh, side yeah, sure they're three and zero. They can put up points. Yeah. It's going to be a good season for them. As far as the men's, your guess is as good as mine. I literally I can't find it. So. Uh, they're 2-0. and They've beaten Bethune-Cookman and UTSA this year. Thank you very uh, much. Both have been 20-plus uh, point victories. So I almost really, I almost <laughs> said a word that you can say on the radio, <laughs> yeah. but you probably shouldn't yeah. in my position, and I, <sighs> dang it, Google. I'm glad you censored yourself. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Chris Kwasinski for joining us as well. Back tomorrow, who you got, Mizzou or Florida? We'll answer that. He's Brendan. He's producer Mickey. I'm Andy. We're done for now.